Hello and welcome to the Achieve Today show and podcast. My name is Jake and today I'm joined with Achieve Today coach Ben Ellis. Ben, how are you? I'm well, thank you so much. Well, good. Well, today we're going to be talking about health, more specifically developing a great health mindset to lose more weight and feel better every single day. You know, and the reason I brought Ben in is because number one, he has he's had a true transformational process with this, which he's going to tell us a little bit about. But then also, he's got some really practical ways and steps to really get your mindset in the right place so that you can live longer, you can feel better, you can have more energy during the day. And so we are excited to have him, excited to ask him questions. So, so Ben, why don't you just start here by giving us a little bit of an intro about your health journey and what you did to develop a real strong health mindset. I mean, and I know that you said you've lost the weight that you have. And so just tell us a little bit about that process and some of the things you did. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me, Jake. Uh, yep. Well, first off, I'll tell you a little bit about the background. So I actually am uh, part of a family with seven kids. And so as you can imagine in that sort of environment, uh, food is an interesting little dynamic. Um, I always felt that food was scarce, but it really wasn't in our house. We had plenty to eat. And there were some foods that tended to be a little bit more of a luxury. Um, I think my favorite one was kind of pizza, right? Mm. And sodas and these uh, sweets like candies. These were the luxuries. And I always uh, found it very interesting when it was pizza night. Um, we always were restricted when it came to pizza, for example. Uh, we always were told, you know what, we need to save some for lunches. And so we only got like one or two pieces. And so I would hide out. Until everyone was asleep or everyone has gone and watched their shows or whatever. And I would go in and I would sneak some pizza or I would sneak some breadsticks or I would sneak some extra soda or something like that. And there wasn't any for lunches the next day. Um, and it was also funny because growing up, um, whenever I was at a sleepover at a friend's house, that tended to be pizza night, right? Mm, because yeah, they knew yeah. that I was the guy who was going to eat a whole lot of pizza. And so... I couldn't get enough of it. I loved, I loved a, a pizza. It was really a weakness for me. Uh, in, in fact, when I was out on my own uh, in college and uh, kind of out of the house, pizza was really a weakness for me. In fact, I lived next door to a pizza chain, mm. and it was not unheard of that I would eat two larges <laughs> in one sitting. Wow! A and I would have two breadsticks in one sitting and a two liter of soda in one sitting like I was a big 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 eater I also liked uh, sodas in fact Dr. Pepper and Fresca mm. were daily occurrences for me I just loved the quantity uh, and uh, uh, I, 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 I drank them more than water in fact we also had this nightly occurrence with some roommates where we would drink Kool-Aid and watch marathons and movies and, and just uh, uh, food was not ever scarce for me. I just loved it. I loved the sodas. I loved the sweets. I loved the pizza, uh, especially in the fast food. Uh, and I didn't stop. In fact, uh, I actually was kind of fairly active. And so it really didn't catch up with me. I, I wasn't disproportionate to the volumes that I ate. Um, and it was very interesting. But I did get married in 2010. And my activity kind of uh, slowed down at that uh, point. And uh, I did get a whole lot bigger uh, right after that point. And um, it did begin to worry me. And it actually worried my wife 
uh, as well. Um, and it actually got to the point where um, it got quite worrisome. And I actually want to show you something, if you'll allow me. Sure. Okay. Yep. I want to show you something. This, Jake. Wow. This right here were the pants that I wore when I hit my rock bottom. Wow. These pants are size, these pants are size 48 pants. Oh my. These actually are my rock bottom. Wow. And I want to tell you about my rock bottom. Wow. There was a point in my marriage where these pants did not fit. And I was going to the store to find size 50s. They didn't fit, these huge pair of pants. I was going to Walmart, I was going to Costco, I was going to Ross, TJ Maxx, trying to find some size 50s somewhere. They didn't exist. 48 is the largest that they have. Can you see the size? Size 48 30s. Yeah. Yep. Size wow. 48 30s. These were too small. So I, my wife and I went to the big and tall uh, to try and find some uh, pants that would fit me. It just so happened that the big and tall was closed. Hmm. So we were in the parking lot at the big and tall and it was closed, and I looked at my wife, and I said, I will never set foot in a big and tall um, um, a clothing store, and I will never wear a size 50 pant. And so I looked at my wife in the eyes, and I said, this is my rock bottom, and I am going to make some changes today. And it was at that moment where I told her, I will never, ever again eat refined sugar, ever again. And I made that decision to her right then and there that I wouldn't do it. And, and that was actually the very beginning of our journey. And that was my rock bottom. Since then, I've uh, cut out some other things that we'll talk about. I cut out uh, uh, breads. I've cut out some cereals. And I've done some other uh, lifestyle changes and, and some mindset ch uh, changes that we'll get into. But uh, sometimes you, you hit a rock bottom. And this is the only memento that I have kept, and I keep it still to this day, um, that these pants were too small, and I've never, ever returned. Wow. Jeez, Ben, that is inspirational, and I'm so glad that you shared that with us, and I'm excited to kind of learn some of those lifestyle changes that, that you went through, because honestly, I think this is going to inspire so many people, not only in their maybe weight loss journey, but like every other goal to see number one, a rock bottom can truly inspire and lift you to change your mindset, change your lifestyle, change your ways to get to a better place. So Ben, thank you so much for sharing that. I want to, I want to learn about your mindset in this whole thing. And so number one, why is mindset so critically important in the health journey? How was it important in your journey? What did you do? What were some of the shifts that happened in your belief system and in your daily thoughts? Well, okay. Great question. Well, number one, um, I have lost to date 125 pounds, and wow. I've kept it off um, for um, uh, about 10 years now. 
And that's amazing. And mindset is absolutely important. And the reason why is because it's your mind that is in charge. Your body is not. Your body is the one that lies to you. Your body is a big fat liar in the literal sense. Mm. Now, the, here are some examples of lies that my body told me. And, and uh, we've all heard these, and you have heard these as well. Number one is I have an, a food addiction. I need food to live. Well, yes, you need food to live, but you don't need pizza and soda. You don't need, you need food to live, but you do not need pizza and soda. The second lie that your body tells you is that I'm hungry. You are probably just bored, nervous, or wanting to be socially accepted in the environment that you're in. You are not hungry. The other one that you tell yourself is that once I lose X amount of pounds, I'm going to celebrate with uh, a, a celebration day, or I'm gonna take a little bit of a break. Or, you know what? I'm going to be really, really good on the weekdays, and it's gonna be the weekends that I'm going to take my break. Or, you know what? The holidays are the days that I'm going to take my uh, break or something uh, like that. Or, you know what? I'm going to be on this diet until I get to my goal weight. That is a big lie that you tell yourself. You know what? If you've been on a diet before, this is what you do. You yo-yo. You go up and down because you set a goal weight. And as soon as you hit that goal weight, you're done. Done with what? Being healthy? That's a lie that your body tells yourself. The thing is, is once you hit your target weight, the target weight should be forever. The reason why it's a mindset um, is because your body lies to you. And, and, and it's the mindset that is what you need to have to make this a consistent change. Wow. Well, and, and so I want to get more into that because obviously it's so important to understand and realize, but what are some general ways that someone can go from a bad relationship with food or with health to a really a better perspective, something that can help you really achieve your health goals and feel better every day? That's a, that's a great question because you know what? There is another lie, and this is probably the most egregious lie mm. that I have told myself and that others also say as well. And this is, it is okay as long as it's in moderation. <laughs> that is another yeah. one. That's the fifth lie. And this is where we get the, the good and the bad relationship, right? Here's the thing, I'm an obese person. I don't look like it right now, but I'm an obese person. Uh, the thing is, is I have a tendency for obesity and I have to fight it every single day, but I cannot moderate pizza. I can't moderate Fresca and Dr. Pepper. I can't moderate uh, uh, all, these, uh, all these things. Uh, I can't moderate portion control either. But I have no choice but to go cold turkey. I can't moderate. Um, others may not, but I cannot give in to the lie that I can moderate something that I have consistently lost self-control over. Mm. You know, here's the thing. A heroin addict is going to be better without heroin. A cocaine addict is going to be better without cocaine. Mm. A pizza addict is going to be better without pizza. 
There's no moderation in that, Jake. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's not an addiction to food. Right? If I binged on carrots and celery, <laughs> I would not look the way I did. Carrots and celery are food. <laughs> right? Yep. But uh, I did not need that pizza and the soda. It's cold turkey on those or nothing. So you got to cut out the addictions and you'll be fine. The addiction is not food. The, it, the need is, okay? The need is not heroin. The addiction is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cut it. Cut it all. Cut it today. Do not moderate. Okay? Now, I have uh, rules for myself. So, for example, I don't uh, eat refined sugar, and I actually don't eat bread. Now, notice how I say it. I don't eat refined sugar, mm -hmm. and I don't eat uh, bread. Uh, notice how I don't say I can't eat bread, or I can't eat refined sugar. That is the mindset. If I say I can't eat bread or I can't eat refined sugar, that suggests depravity. But if I say I don't, it suggests that it's I it suggests that I have control and is part of who I am. That is my character. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat pizza. I don't drink soda. That is who I am and that is a, a part of my soul. But if I say I can't, it suggests depravity and a loss of control, hmm. right? Yep. That is the mindset and you have to convince yourself that it's a part of who you are by saying it a little bit differently. It's just not who I am. Interesting. So you, you kind of go through that process, you see the things that you have had a trouble with in the past and then you change the way that you say it, I don't eat those things and, and that's a pretty good way yeah. to change your mindset. Exactly, and, and also here's the other thing too when it comes to a relationship. Keep in mind that having a bad relationship with food can go both ways as well. You can, you can go off the rails and eat nothing but junk food and completely destroy your body and destroy your relationship with others because you have absolutely no purpose in life with people around you and, and, and have, uh, uh, you know, just suck the life out of everyone. But you know what? You can actually suck the life out of everyone around you by being a orthorexic, which is the term that they use by doing nothing but eating healthily and, uh, and being so insufferable that all you do is eat kale and carrots. You know what? That's also an unhealthy relationship with food yeah. by being nothing but right and uh, being evangelical about it to the point where no one can stand you, right? <laughs> yeah. That is also an unhealthy relationship with food. Right? Yeah. And so, so here, here's the thing. I, I don't eat the things that I do, um, but if someone offers me those things, I say, thank you for the offer, but, I'm, but no thanks. I'll decline. Yeah. I don't go into this big old long speech like, no, that stuff <laughs> is bad for you and you shouldn't be doing that. Next time you better have cage-free eggs and, and you know kale or I am not coming to this party. You know, there you gotta still be a nice, kind person, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Don't don't be that person. Jeez, I love that advice. I love 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 that advice. Well, Ben, what is your? I want to go more into like the general definition of health, at least according to you. And so, what would you think is 
the definition of great health, great lifestyle, and with that definition, is there a perfect formula to it? I mean, and, and what I mean by that is, is there a good ratio for how much you should be exercising, how much you should be eating or focused on healthy eating, or then how much is mindset? What, what would you say? I actually had to think about this a long while because, <laughs> uh, because it was very, very, very difficult. Um, because because I didn't know, because I know what works for me, and I'm, I'm not sure if this works for, for everyone, but uh, to me, I think that great health is probably living the longest and feeling the best doing it, right? Because you yeah. can prolong life and feel like garbage, right? You can live a long time for the sake of living a long time, but if the quality isn't there, what's the point, Yeah. right? And so I think it's it's uh, extending your life and the purpose of life, but feeling the best uh, in doing it. And as far as the the formula, um, I, I think it's 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 probably the amount of exercise that's going to make you feel the best. Here's the thing: if you want to uh, make me run, it better be a really big dog that's forcing me to run because it's chasing me. <laughs> I loathe running. I don't like running. I really don't like running at all. My exercise is very, um, it's very light. You know, um, I just walk and I don't briskly walk. I just like walking for the sake of walking and taking in the sights, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, for me, I just like to walk, mm. not very uh, fast. Um, and my heart rate is fine. Uh, I have a low, I mean, I, I carry a Fitbit, I track my steps, but I don't um, elevate my heart rate all that much. Um, and my joints don't hurt. I feel uh, nice and limber and my joints feel lubricated. But for me, one thing I really don't like is losing my breath or anything like that. Other people do enjoy that. Other people like uh, getting huge muscles and, and that sort of thing and more power to you. Whatever is going to prolong your life and make you feel good is your perfect uh, formula. I think that's perfectly fine. I've tried running and for me it's, it's uh, not enjoyable um, and, and it makes me hurt. Um, so I think whatever your perfect formula is to prolong your life and make you feel best is your formula. So it's really it's really individual and up to the up to the person. Yeah, and with eating, I think it also depends on your propensities. I'm allergic to beans. I'm not going to eat those. Mm. For other people, it's it's uh, very healthy for them. Um, you know, if you come within ten miles of me with kale and mustard, I am not going <laughs> to be very happy with you. I don't <laughs> like the stuff. Super bitter that kale stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. But you know, other people might enjoy it quite a bit. You know, I find that interesting because even even you've you've chosen not to eat even some of those foods that are considered incredibly healthy. But again, you're you're doing other things. You're eating other things. You're you're staying away from other things that are really making up for that, and it's totally fine. And you know what? I eat fast food, and that shocks people. Yeah. I don't eat bread. I don't eat refined sugar, but I eat everything else. Right? It's, yeah. it's because those things did, um, I don't feel like I overate on, right? Yeah. Those other things I don't, uh, didn't contribute to a weight gain or uh, things that were 
um, that were uh, that went out of control. So I didn't have to cut them cold turkey. Yeah. Wow. And so now going back to just your your health journey, going from a size 50 in pants to where to where you are now, it was. I mean, what what was it like? Was there a lot of exercise involved with that, with the walking, or was it basically just cutting out what you cut out? Yeah, it, I didn't exercise until later. Okay. Um, so this is kind of what it was. It was I cut out sugar. Yeah. And I lost um, sixty pounds. Wow. Then I hit a plateau, and I and I said, you know what? I'm sh- I sure am eating a whole lot of bread, and um, I'm kind of overeating that a lot. Let's cut out bread. So I cut out bread because I was doing this stupid thing where I was putting uh, uh, bread in a toaster and it was popping up and I was just doing this conveyor belt of sandwiches. And I was like, that's probably not healthy. So I decided let's cut out this overeating uh, thing. So I cut that out because it was out of control. So I cut out this uh, out of control thing and then I lost another 60 pounds. And then I just wanted to feel better and walking made me feel better. So I did that. Wow. And that was until later. I didn't lose any additional weight with exercise. I didn't. I just did it because it felt good. That's incredible. And that's kind of what you're going for, right? If it makes you feel good, it's probably the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Ben, this one, this next question is probably for just anyone who's trying to lose weight. I mean, what if someone has tried basically everything, right? They've tried every diet on the planet. They've tried to exercise often, and they've even had hope and a belief that they can do it in the past. For those people, what's the next step for them? Well, here's the thing. If you have tried to lose weight and you've tried everything and you still haven't lost weight, I have news for you. That's another lie that you are telling yourself. You haven't mm-hmm. tried everything. Yeah. Because you still haven't lost the weight. There's still hope, frankly. Uh, and, and the thing is, is I've, I've been there. Um, and, and here's the thing. If you tell yourself that I've tried everything and it's not going to happen, that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So stop telling yourself that immediately. Cut that out of your life now and say, you know what, I still have hope. And you are stronger than your body, you are stronger than your genetics, you are stronger than pizza, you're stronger than sugar, you're stronger than soda, you're stronger than anything that you are doing to your body right now. So please understand that immediately. And you are way too important. Your life is way too important to let your life pass you by. Look, you are actually a human. You are made out of energy. And the fat molecule is actually made out of three different atoms. It's made out of carbon, it's made out of hydrogen, and it's made out of oxygen. There's only two ways in which you can actually burn the fat molecule. You uh, break down carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen by breaking it down into CO2 or into um, uh, H2O or into uh, CO2. So the only two ways is to breathe and to sweat or to uh, excrete water. So sweat or urination. Mm -hmm. That's the only way in which you can burn the fat molecule because it only has uh, 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 carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. It's not... A drink it's not a supplement it's not any other sort of pill it's not any sort of uh, a fad or any sort of magic thing that you can do to to magically break down this uh, this uh, uh, fat molecule you can only sweat urinate um, or breathe 
That's the only way you can do that. In fact, 84% of all fat is, uh, is uh, burned by breathing, and the remaining 16% is by excreting water. That's it. So the thing is, is all you have to do is exist and just take in less energy than you burn. That is all you have to do, okay? And, yeah. and the thing is, um, is the body does not recognize what a calorie is. It doesn't, okay? A steel ball bearing, for example, can have 10,000 calories in it. And if you were to swallow that, you wouldn't gain a single pound because your body is not absorbing any, any of that. It will pass straight through you and you will not absorb it because the body does not have a mechanism in its digestive system to take a calorie and put it into your body. Mm-hmm. It's the absorption of food that will actually take um, like potassium or calcium or uh, magnesium or uh, any sort of uh, a chemical that's in, uh, in food and transfer that into the body, right? And so it's whatever is in food that transfers it into a body. It doesn't know what a calorie is, right? So the importance is, is what you put into your body and how the body takes that. So it's not the calories, it's the quality of food that you are actually eating. I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose anyone or anything like that. But all I can tell you is that if you, uh, if you take in less energy than you burn, then you're going to be fine. It's not a pill. It's not a supplement. It's not uh, some magic formula or anything like that because the only thing you can do to lose weight is breathe and excrete water. That's it because the fat molecule is carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. That's it. Break it down and you will be fine. And, and the thing is, is don't give into any fad diet or anything like that um, and, 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 uh, and believe in yourself for crying out loud and, 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 and um, if, you, if you commit your existence to just believing that you are never going to lose weight, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But if you believe that there's something else that you can do, that's also a self-fulfilling prophecy. You haven't tried everything if you still haven't lost weight. There's always something else that you can do. Wow. Yeah, Ben, that makes it really, really simple. And I think a lot of people are going to resonate with that, really understand that the way that you broke it down. So thank you. So the last question I want to ask is kind of just a quick summary of our entire interview. A lot of things have been said. And so I just want to really uh, make sure that you can share some of the last good points that people can remember. And so I want to, I want to read this question word for word just because I want to make sure it covers everyone. But what's the best way? What are things to remember for people who want to achieve great health possibly lose more weight, gain more muscle, and ultimately feel better every day. Okay, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Number one, everyone, and I mean everyone, everyone can do it. Uh, No matter your background, no matter your genetics, everyone can do it. Second thing is healthy relationships with food do not being orthorexic. It doesn't mean taking it to an absolute extreme. Remember, I still eat fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it means having a general vision of, of health. Number three, make it easy. When you make healthy choices easier uh, than unhealthy choices, uh, or rather when they're actually the, de- the default of your everyday choices, then you can uh, uh, set up your uh, healthy level or your healthy lifestyle with automaticity. 
Okay, just make sure that the healthy choices are the easiest choices. And then finally, forgive yourself and be better again and again uh, if you make mistakes. Mm. Eventually, when you forgive yourself and try better next time, your highs will be higher, your lows will be higher, your highs will be more frequent, and your lows will be less frequent. I think that's the most uh, important takeaway is you will be better over time and never give up. Well, thank you, Ben. We have appreciated so much of what you've done for the company, but then, and also our students, but then also just in this interview, you've given some really, really simple and great advice, especially from experience, which is honestly the best, best kind of advice. So thank you. If you would like to learn more about Achieve Today, this process that we go through to help people achieve their goals, go to achievetoday.com where you can put in your info and sign up for a free 45 minute consultation where an expert here will go through the different areas of your life, like wanting to lose weight, like wanting to make more money, the different things that you're wanting to achieve and help you really create a process for you, a plan, possibly get you working with a coach to really help you achieve those goals. So thank you for listening and I hope you'll join next week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you found value in what you've heard and you would like to get a good grasp on your limiting beliefs, but then also achieve your goals each and every day, please follow this podcast. We come out with an episode every single week that will be able to help you in these things in your personal development, help you to truly understand yourself better and then accomplish more. So thank you so much for joining and we hope you have a good week.